Ramble. Yeah, if you feel any sort of pain at all, don't, don't drink, drink anything. It's bad move. The school was doing uh, an active shooter training. They were using airsoft guns and injured the teachers. When I have no makeup on, I look like a tiny little Asian boy because I'm half <laughs> Korean. Sada Weedle. Sada Weedle. Sada. Sada Weedle. Sada. Sada. Yeah, right, Sarah? Uh huh. Look at me, Sarah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Smoshcast. Today I am joined by uh, the very lovely Shane Todd. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, a, new, a new guest to our podcast, Sarah Whittle. Um, oh. She, I, I, I guess the easiest way to explain you is um, meme queen. Yes, yeah. Of, of Smosh. Yeah, um, well, I obviously have worked for Smosh for three years. I had a little gap in between um, the Defy shutdown and this new Smosh. But uh, you guys know I produced for Smosh Pit for about a year and a half. And then mm-hmm. I moved over to our social endeavors on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So right now I'm like the lord of all those. Yeah, you're just on Facebook all day. <laughs> wow, Shane, Shane's just calling her out from the very start. Like, so you actually don't but do any work. But for your job, no, for your not job, not wrong, not oh, wrong. I'm on yeah. Facebook all day, and I actually had a big meeting with people from Facebook yesterday. She so met I'm Mark. a big deal. Yep, the the Zucks. She talked to Zuckerberg and Tom from MySpace was there for some reason, yeah. just hanging out in the background. Well, yeah, he just is. On he the was streets. like this still with the <laughs> thumbs up. He's like, can I get a job? <laughs> It's the only way that Please? it's the only way that people remember him. He's like, remember me? Yeah, I'm Tom from Tom, MySpace. Tom, I had a bunch of friends on MySpace. You remember when I lost a decade's worth of music? Oh, I heard about that. What? How yeah. do you lose all the music? That was the day the music died. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting it hard today. Uh-huh. Yeah. So MySpace lost uh, like a decade's worth of music that was uploaded to their. Uh, website oh, no. like fifty million worth like fifty million songs or something like that. I'm just shocked MySpace was still a, a thing at all. Yeah, well, I they got it bought was... out by Justin Timberlake, and then yeah. it never really Whoa. caught on again. So, <laughs> R.I.P. MySpace. Um, I, I hope Justin Timberlake's doing okay. I, th- I think he'll do all right. I Boy, I sure surviving. hope he's doing fine. Yeah, I, I worry about him fine. sometimes. Sometimes before I go to bed, I'm like, I hope JT is all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last thing I saw of him guy. was he was like wearing like a flannel in the woods. People are calling him like a lumberjack or something. Oh, a sexy that's the last lumberjack. I heard of him. That was like two years ago. I think he's doing okay though. I I, I know he's doing very okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're friends. We're friends. I text him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So so Sarah, like with with your your sort of involvement in in Smosh now is is sort of like because we're like oh like we got this YouTube thing that's that's on lock but then we have all these other things that I'm personally and I think I've already mentioned on on, on the Smosh cast before but I'm personally very bad at social media. So it's nice that there's other people that are actually interested in it that uh, <laughs> know how to use it a lot better than me. I have a love-hate relationship with social media we because all do. I, I think it's very fun, and I think the essence of it's very fun. But then there's the dark underbelly and probably the long-lasting psychological effects that are <laughs> happening to people who are obsessed with social media. Even me, I hate how much I'm on social media. I look at my phone way too much. I look at my computer way too much. And even when I'm not working, I'm like, oh, I wonder how that like meme we made is doing. And so I'm just checking up on that just to see and grab data, yeah. see what works out there. And 
and I don't like it because I'm a, I want to be more present and I want to be in people's faces. And I get like that people don't work in social media and they're still on social media crap ton too. So that's the crazy thing to me because if I wasn't doing this and I was just still working at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, I, I don't think I would be on Instagram trying to pump up my likes. But maybe I would. I don't know. But that like for me, like it's it's a it's a tool. It's it's a way to like get what I'm doing out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not like if, if I was just like working a regular job, if I was a lawyer or something, I wouldn't be trying to boost my engagement. No. And for me, it's like professionally, obviously, that's a goal of ours to be making good content. But personally, like my personal <laughs> social media, it's is, all just your cats. It's just my cats. It's just makeup. <laughs> it's it's not like optimized for likes and engagement. Like I it's really just kind of like a diary for me that's public. And mm-hmm. I just do what I like and occasionally stalk a couple people. That's that's yeah. what my personal. Well, yeah, I that's what it's for. And Stalking. I can't even stalk people on Instagram because I know that people are watching who I'm following. So oh, like God. I can't follow I can't follow like certain accounts that I think people are going to like judge me for <laughs> or like I don't like to follow friends that that aren't really like in what we do because then it, I feel like people are going to see that I'm following these like people that aren't in YouTube and bo- go bother them. Yeah. So I'm like very like mindful of like protecting the people that, um, you know, aren't in this yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it is, it is public. Like that's the thing that's like, sometimes we don't all realize it's super public. Like when I Snapchat my cats, I'm like, people are in my apartment right now watching my cats. People are like, seeing my life. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is a very private yet public forum. So it, it's great because, like, you know, Shane and I are always on Twitter, like, exchanging jokes and stuff like that and DMing jokes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's fun on that front, but then there's the underbelly of it that's yeah. not great. But also because I don't follow that many people, I actually don't really get that many updates on on Instagram or Twitter, but I still find myself refreshing and like mm-hmm. scrolling through. And it's so mindless because I'm not actually getting like anything new some of the times, but I'm like, I just feel the need to do this and I have no idea why. And I'm going to the Instagram explore page, which is just a lot of hot garbage. Uh, <laughs> For and, me, it's all makeup and animals. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause I'll, that's like all my accounts I follow. I'll find myself in that loop, which is I'll go on Twitter, be looking through the news, be looking through whatever, be like, oh, I wonder if there's anything interesting. Oh, there's something. Okay, blah, 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 done. Let me check Instagram. What's on here? Uh, And then I'll be like, oh, but now it's on Reddit. And then once I'm done with Reddit, I'll be like, now what's on Twitter at this point? I'll go through that cycle. You know what it is, and you're going through college for psychology or whatever you're doing. (laughs) But you can probably speak to this, is... Because I find myself doing the same thing, just grabbing the phone and looking at it and opening everything up. And it's like, I think we're actually, as a people or generation, we're afraid to sit alone with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're afraid to just sit and think, maybe be present, maybe, you know, think about life and where you are. And I think that is uncomfortable for most people. And social media has made it easier to distract yourself from that. I think our time has become so much more precious because our brains have gotten so used to constant and rapid fire stimulation that 
it's why like entertainment is so short now. Mm-hmm. It's why the idea of like a, a ten minute sketch or te- watching watching a movie and or a TV show is harder because it's like, oh, do I want to commit to this? Whereas it's like, oh, I can commit to a seven second thing though, and yeah. we're committing to constant seven second, five second things over and over and over again. That's why I feel like comedy movies are are sort of dying because because you're never. I was I was telling my friend this like. You're never going to get the same amount of laughs out of out of an hour long movie that you're going to get of an hour of looking at memes. Like there's no yeah. way. Like if you're looking at memes, scrolling through memes for an hour, your laughs per minute are going to be much higher than if you're watching any kind of comedy movie. No matter how good that movie is, you're not going to be laughing as much as an hour of just scrolling through, you know, Reddit or whatever. Um but yeah, it's 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 a little weird. It's true. Maybe it'll swing. Maybe it'll because you know everything's kind of like works in circular patterns. Like maybe it'll maybe it'll slow down soon. No memes forever. Memes <laughs> memes, memes will life. never die, Sarah. <laughs> it is kind of weird that like memes, I guess, are kind of like the democratization of comedy, though. Oh, because 100%. anyone's able to do it, and like people that are really proficient at it are come from like the most random places Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's also fascinating how every social media platform has a very different personality oh very different uh there's a lot of jokes about how instagram is like look at my life it's so incredible Mm -hmm. and twitter's like i hate myself and i hate everything (laughs) yeah yeah it's very true it's so weird that's true like twitter is a lot of depression content it really (laughs) is and instagram is the exact opposite Mm -hmm. nobody posts a post on instagram being like wow i hate myself today everything sucks but that's well, they like... do. We just don't follow them. <laughs> well, no, it's just like even when they do do that, like I, I notice um, girls do a lot of like, uh, you know, hashtag no makeup selfies. Like this is who I am. We need to accept who we are when we wake up. And, and I'm like, even that is manufactured. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time. It, it is a highlight reel on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, everything everything people post, it seems like on Instagram, is some sort of way of like heightening yourself. Because exactly. even when it's like, it's like, this is me without makeup, or this is me like in an awkward position. I'm like, yeah, but in a way it's still flattering. Or even if it isn't, you're doing that as a means of showing off your personality in a highlighting way. For yeah. sure. When you're you face see... tuning your personality in that sense. Yeah, when you see a no makeup selfie from me, it also has my three other chins in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's why I... Yeah, there was a there's a streamer, her name is uh, Pokimane, and she got in a lot of she got a lot of flack because people took unflattering screenshots of her from her Twitch stream and she wasn't wearing makeup and then she was like no like look here's me without makeup but then she she it was all like very like posed shots and like bright lighting and it's like no you're still trying to make yourself look good and that sucks she was put in that position it sucks. Though, too. yeah for sure cuz like for that's sure. not fair i mean women women on on you know twitch or any platform are going to be platform. criticized a lot more yeah. than than guys yep yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't I think we all have to accept the reality that we all look ugly sometimes and it's totally okay. Like, I, I have no shame about that. When I have no makeup on, I look like a tiny little Asian boy because I'm half <laughs> Korean. And I, and that's just what I do. And my husband loves it. He loves the, he loves the little Asian boy side oh, and great. the super glamorous side of me because that, that is who we are. There's lots of <laughs> aspects. Listening to this podcast, being like, Sarah, what are you saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> he's Italian. Is, he's he's Italian. legit Italian. Is this where we start doing ten minutes I, of I, imitating I, Claudio? I, yeah, I do a. I've been working on my impression of Sarah's. Well, we got to give them a little background. Okay, he yeah, isn't yeah, okay. like. Okay, so my husband Claudio. He's an Italian fisher. She found <laughs> on the port. Of Venice. <laughs> I used to be a mermaid, and I sold she my was, soul She was out. She was finding herself in Italy, like a typical <laughs> he Julia Roberts to, movie. He was, it was trying to find a green card. She read Eat, Pray, Love and just took it way too far. She was out in Venice, and, and he was out fishing. And he just goes, hello, beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, so gorgeous. Yeah, that sounds exactly... Claudio? My impression is getting there. Uh-huh. It started off just kind of like Spanish. You guys just, are very yeah. good at him saying my name, though. That's yeah. a, he's like, it's Sara. the only thing I really Sara hear him say. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Claudia say anything else other than Sara. <laughs> Sara. He could speak English. No, I've never heard him speak. Ever. <laughs> he just says Sarah. You just understand his language. He's like a Pokemon. He he's Groot. Your name. Yeah, he's Groot. Over and over again. Yeah. Sara Weedle. Sara Weedle. <laughs> Sara. Sada Weedle. Sada. You toss him a treat. He's like, no. Sada. <laughs> He's going to love this. He's going to love He's this. He's really the greatest guy. And then at, at a bar where it's loud, it's like, Sada. 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 It is. It is like that all the time. But he yeah. he barely responds to when I call him Claw. Like, I'm like, Claw, Claw, well, That's because that's weird. Claw. You shouldn't call him Claw. I don't think Claudio. it's a good name. He only responds to Sara. <laughs> you have to say your name. And he'll be like, huh? Sara? <laughs> Sara Weedle? He's the sweetest boy. Do I have boy. a doppelganger here? He's the See, sweetest boy. And it's a real marriage. It is a real marriage. <laughs> it's not a fake marriage? Not, not a sham. It's not a fake marriage. Not a green card marriage? Not a green card marriage. Oh. It's but a it, real marriage. But there was a, t- there was a time limit, right? Well, okay. So he um, is an immigrant. And so we had to go through the marriage process and it's we had to get lawyers and everything because they actually interview you to see if you're a legit couple. So a part of getting his green card um, is the interview. And so the lawyer actually gave us test questions because <laughs> they will ask anything. What are they? Are they intense? Some are intense and then some aren't intense at all and so they want to figure out they have like a representative there from the government interviewing you you have to bring pictures of you guys together i had to bring social media posts from like two years ago because you have to prove that you are in love i guess guess, like technically you somebody could pay you off and then you could pretend like you're married for three years or two years and that happens that does happen um and actually, my mom, because she's Korean from Korea, they had to go through the same process, too. And my mom and dad... She had to dig into her Facebook photos from yeah. 1963. <laughs> so, so obviously, they're testing... Like, they want to make sure you've been to get... Like, you've been hanging out for a certain amount of years. They, but are they also testing, like, you're in love? Like, you, this is real? It kind of is, yeah. Or is it like, it, no, because you can just hang out with... So, it's like, hey, if we arrange this, we'll just live together well, not and like, go do stuff for five years. They're not like, then... make out in front of us. We'll see if it's hot or not. Like, they're not like that. That would be my test. <laughs> what? <laughs> your interview is from a blue my, collar comedy my, tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if you're really in love. Make out. Um, but Do some of the questions. French. Are... <laughs> All right, make out. Nice. All right, the interviewer is ready to see you. I'm just the <laughs> oh, secretary. Oh, yeah, I locked that. You guys look like you're real in love. Um, they ask questions like, you know, have you met each other's parents? Questions like that. What do you like about each other? But then they're also like, what color is her toothbrush? 
What does she wear to bed? What side of the bed does she sleep on? And sometimes they'll separate you guys during interviews. I think yeah. if they feel like it's really sketchy, they'll like put you in separate rooms, <laughs> make sure you have the same Ooh, story. Is it like a YouTube video and you each draw the thing on the whiteboard like and an... you're like, what What do I wear to bed? And you both hold up the sign. You're like, boxers, silly. It's the newlywed game, the but newlywed like game. legal <laughs> with but the law. But you die if you yeah. lose. Yeah. So um, we had to go through that whole interview process and it was. How did you do? Like I mean, 90%? we ninety percent. We we failed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we succeeded. The guy at the end was like, "Okay, I believe you guys. Um, you guys should have like the paperwork and your green card coming soon." You both answered Sarah Whittle for every question. <laughs> Sarah Whittle. Sarah Whittle. Sarah Whittle. Yeah, um, but we were both very nervous because we because also yeah, the lawyer was telling us that. If you get someone who's in a bad mood or someone who's just uh, a little more strict. Or just or, jealous of your love. Or just jealous. Honestly. Like, and just thirsty and sad. No. <laughs> or someone who falls in love with Claudio at first sight, well, which is very does. possible. Also, like, I, I'd imagine, like, I'm sure when they're hiring these people that are doing the vetting, I would assume that they make sure that they're not racist. But, like, if they're deciding, like, which like nationalities of people are, are well yeah and that makes like, it more difficult because if it's because obviously like a lot of people like w- have probably different sort of preconceived notions mm-hmm. of when when it's a certain like ethnicity coming well to... my parents when they went through the interview many decades in the 80s they my mom was in the interview with me in her arms And the guy was, like, hitting on my mom in front of my dad and questioning if it was a real relationship. And my dad was like, it took everything to, like, for me to not just, like, kick his ass. And it it sucks because that he was the decider in their relationship. Such a position of power. Exactly. And it's, like, so scary. That's scary as hell. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, what? But obviously my parents' marriage is real because they're still together. Yeah. God. 30 years later, 32 years later. Hell yeah. Well, you go yeah. through something like that. It's like, we're going to stay together. <laughs> were you were so, you born were you born here or I was born here. Okay. Um, but I think they were probably on like a fiance visa. This is like all stuff that you learn throughout this whole process. Huh. So, because they had met in Korea obviously, like many military Why is that obvious? <laughs> Because a lot of military guys, my dad was in the Air Force, they get mm. stationed in Korea. So they met in Korea. There's a lot of half Korean babies <laughs> that are military brats. <laughs> Um, and they, they, he proposed her very quickly cause he had to come back to the U S and, uh, yeah, they moved here and had me like two years later and I, I had to go through the interview process then. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. My dad was stationed in Korea probably a few years after him. Yeah. yeah. I, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But your dad was a pilot and my dad was like a military cop. So uh, maybe they wouldn't he stayed Your on. dad would have been trying to catch my dad doing bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing bad stuff. My hey. dad's like, ah, I'm going to get in my jet and fly away and your dad's like ah you get away this time all they gave me was that's this how, baton that's how the military works <laughs> no he had a gun <laughs> no he had lasers. He, had, he had lots of guns <laughs> he had, he, and many he, guns he actually was in charge of the armory at some point um, in Wyoming which was like their cool. cabinet of weapons that they had oh that's right you're from Wyoming you're from nowhere land. <laughs> You're the only person I'm sure from all of Wyoming. our listeners in Wyoming, all two of them. All two of them. Listen, and they're we, both, they're we both will, elk. We will see that uh, Wyoming bump after this. I tell you why. <laughs> Even if we got all, everyone in Wyoming could listen to this and we'd still be like, man, these n- numbers are not great. It would not reach the numbers of <laughs> it's ear It's a biscuits. very low population. <laughs> uh, I 
think it's around 500,000 That's people. literally the size of like where I, the city that I grew up in. I think yeah. that's like our block we work on. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. literally. There probably is that that statistic where it's like there's more there's more elk than than humans. There are, oh, yeah. There that is a statistic. If the if the elk yeah. decide to <laughs> have an against. uprising, which <laughs> they are planning, they're huge. Humans are screwed. They're huge. And moose, if they get the moose on their side too, mm-hmm. and the deer from, come down from Canada. Oh, moose are there. They're there. Yeah, moose are there. No, they stopped them at the border. <laughs> they're like we don't trust you, moose. They're like, what's this all about, eh? <laughs> This is how slow news is in Wyoming is one day a moose was like on the front lawn of the library and it made like the front page paper. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. What's like the, what's the lamest news that you ever. Heard? Oh, this is how I knew I was like, cause I've always wanted to be in media. I used to want to be in television, um, like television news or reporting or something like that. And I knew I had to leave Wyoming because they had done a report on how hot the slides get in the summer. Yo, that's real though. (laughs) And the guy like touched a slide and was like, it can get up to 98 degrees. Oh no. And will burn your child. 98 sounds like kind of lovely. Isn't that like, that's like the temperature. I don't know what burning temperature is. No, your, (laughs) your, your body is 80. 6.9. 6.9. Don't don't come don't no. come here with the science. It is. Is it? Yeah. You're you're it, When you check your temperature within your mouth, it should be 86 it's degrees. Like, no, it's 98. It's like 98. I thought it was 97. in the 90s. I thought it was in the yeah. 90s. I always thought it was well, in the I'm 90s. Well, I'm just a cold-blooded bitch. <laughs> Why do you think the band was called 98 degrees, all right? Oh, cuz the hot bodies. That's right. Cuz it was Nicholas the normal temp- is a moose. All right. So <laughs> So Sarah, you 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 know you're you're our age. You grew up in the in the heyday of of boy bands. Mm-hmm. Which which one? All right. So if you had to put it at NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, O Town, ninety eight degrees, how would you rank them? Oh, well, we got to go damn. Backstreet Boys because we saw them. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I actually like not just because we saw them in Vegas, but because they were the best. I I really enjoyed Backstreet Boys because they were all little. You know, a lot of a lot. A, what? They were all a little like weird looking. Which I've always Backstreet enjoyed. Boys? Yeah, they weren't so generic. <laughs> yeah, because NSYNC only had the only had Chris Kirkpatrick, who was a little weird looking. Yeah, and Joey Fatone was like Joey Fatone, and mm, so it's true, like true. the Backstreet Timeless. Boys. I loved um, Kevin and AJ with the the tall, dark, and handsome facial hair. And um, when we you went, liked you were an AJ stan, dude. I was an AJ stan. I was always a stan for anything that was like less popular. <laughs> yeah, AJ was the worst for sure. Cuz I didn't like just like if anyone I, I never am jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> you just felt bad if for any him. of them are on Megan's law, it was definitely AJ. <laughs> 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 but didn't he he carried the concert? AJ. Really? He you when we went to the concert in Vegas like yeah. a month or two ago, he carried the concert. It's because nobody likes him, so he's trying extra hard. Or maybe he's the like, only one with talent. If you're if you're Nick Carter, Ooh. you're just you're just looking like a snack. Like you don't need to work that hard. Yeah, for the love. exactly. Don't the... You don't need to have the talent if you're looking like a snack. Right. Yeah, that's it's a weird one because I feel like with the other boy bands, the most talented was kind of leading it, right? Like in sync, like JT led it, yeah. and then later on with One Direction, I feel like uh, Styles yeah carried mm-hmm. it. But I don't know. I don't know. But like the difference, stuff. the difference with One Direction is they all split off and had amazing careers. They well, really crushed most it. of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've all had 
they've all had they've careers. had only a three career, yeah. three or no no four four of them have had like hits afterwards yeah. i feel like they've all had hits <clears throat> am i wrong i, I don't know. know much about them yeah I'm just going to tangent really quick. Guys, we got our first ever sponsor, baby! Yeah! Uh, and it's Postmates. Other than your absolute best friends, who could you ask to bring you coffee at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Postmates, baby. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is, dude. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app on iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use the promo code SMOSH. That's code SMOSH for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download that Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code SMOSH. Now back to our regularly scheduled random conversation. Um, going back to Backstreet Boys and Vegas in particular. Um, so Sarah, he's gonna yell you, at us. You, uh, <laughs> what, what exactly? He's like, I'm bringing this up to yell at you, to. Sarah. So you had a party out in Vegas, Sarah. What I was did. it? Um, it was my birthday. party. It was party. your birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you invited Shane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. And uh, several other people. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I was at home and uh, <laughs> looking on Instagram, I was like, wow, I know all of these people that are having so much fun in Vegas. Matt Robb was there. Why was why was I not invited? Matt Robb was there, yeah. Um, I think I did invite you. I, nope. I'm pretty sure I invited you and Courtney. And mm. I it, it wasn't like an official invite because this is the thing. I, I don't ever want people to feel like they're obligated to do something big like that. And I have a weird thing of like, even when, no, no, no. Okay, even she's, I just love this, like, like, hey, I'm having my birthday party. You don't have to go. It wasn't. You, pl- you please, please, you don't. You, I'm just saying like, no, no pressure, have, you don't. I have a weird thing. It's like, don't I don't go. wanna ask too much of people. I don't wanna ask too much of people. And I don't wanna be like, if you don't come, then you're not my friend. I'm always like the, hey, if you wanna come, let me know. Right. I would like to have you there. Right. But like, I'm not gonna force you to go <laughs> there. There, there uh, is for that. For those listening, Ian has a tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I true. might have like casually invited you. Um, it was so casual that you didn't speak a word of it. To me. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was so it was so casual that you were talking about it with someone else. I walked up and then you stopped talking and you shushed the other person. <laughs> so what okay, are you guys talking I, about? I huh? fucked up. I fucked up. I'm sorry, Ian. You're definitely invited next time. For what it's worth, we had a great time. Good. It was amazing. And I that's know, the I watched, tea. I watched I watched the Backstreet Boys concert from like five different Instagram accounts. <laughs> Yeah, you really, we all did just. Steve Zaragoza's, he just kept zooming in on weird dads who were not that into it. Yeah, that so was, yeah. I actually enjoyed that. It the was most. a very solid group. 
I feel like the yeah, because the people just talking about the weird dads that were at the concert. Like I think a lot of those people that go to those concerts, they just get those shows like comped from like Vegas things. We were so confused because it was it was us, Claudio, two of my friends, uh, Elliot Morgan from the Valley Folk, Steve Zaragoza from Valley Folk, his girlfriend, and then Grace Helbig and Matt Robb. And so it was like a big group of us and Grace and I were next to each other during the concert and there was just a dad in front of us sitting the entire time. And of course, Grace and I are dancing the whole time, screaming and shouting and crying and everything. And this guy was just scrolling on Instagram. Like, why would you go to a concert if you don't enjoy it? Like, just, just leave. Just go to the casino. Like I had, we had a friend, I had a friend on the trip that he was not into it, so he just didn't come, and he just met up with us later because yeah. Vegas is like Disneyland for adults. Like you can find something to do for I, two hours. I would say Vegas is the Vegas for adults. No, and you... it's 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 kind of a trash heap. I honestly, oh, well, yeah. I honestly don't love Vegas that much. I like if I'm with a group of friends. Like yeah. I enjoy hanging out with friends and stuff. But overall, Vegas, I'm just not a big gambler. Yeah, I think it's because I just have shit luck when it comes to gambling. No, I have everyone... really good luck in almost other all other areas of life. That's the area where I'm like, I just can't. I... Yeah, I think everyone has shit luck because it's luck. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I did win. Like three thousand dollars when say I that. went there don't for say my bachelor. Don't party. say that on this. Don't encourage people but to gamble. But this is the thing. No, I will say I don't. I don't love Vegas. Vegas is one of those towns that you have to make it what you want it to be. Right. So it's like I'm not going to be wearing heels and a tight dress and like go to the clubs. Like I am wearing sweatpants <laughs> and getting free drinks and eating at buffets and hanging out with my friends, doing karaoke. Like, yeah. it really is what you make it. Yeah. You very clearly see the two types of people at Vegas when you're yep. walking around mm-hmm. there because you'll see people who are wearing suits, dressed up. It's 7 a.m., but they're dressed <laughs> up like that. And But there's always that guy who's wearing a, like, uh, just a – I don't know a, a friggin' uh, the shirt with the tuxedo print on it, or or just a shirt that's got a fish on it, or whatever. Like just some late, like what are those the the cabellos? Tommy Bahama, Ta- like Tommy Bahama shirt, or just just oh like, like the va- the vacation. Dad like they shirt. got they clearly got like a shirt at a gas station. Oh, They're wearing shorts yeah. and flip flops. They're walking around right next to those people with yeah. the tuxes. I think I think one of the big issues with Vegas, apart from the fact that it just simply shouldn't exist. I mean, it's a giant city in the middle of the desert where there's no, like, I mean, it shouldn't exist in the first place. Uh, It's also just like, I think people have the wrong idea of Vegas and they come there and they're like, "Uh, Sin City, I can do whatever the fuck I want, treat everyone like shit. (laughs) And like, and you find- I'm God here. (laughs) So you, you get a lot of just like really like bad but also you People. get strangely a lot of families. And I'm like, yeah. why? I was would... brought to <gasps> Vegas when I was really young. I Me too. I, I don't it. get that. And we accidentally went to a topless show with That's my family. That's awesome. See, I wish something like that I was had happened 13 when I was or 14. I don't know how they brand, like rebranded Vegas as a place to take your kids. Because there's dudes standing on every corner handing you these cards with naked ladies on them. Yeah. And like everyone's drunk. Like, it's what? not a family friendly place. Like, it should only be like a twenty one. Mainly because it's just not fun thing. for kids. It's when not. I was a kid, I hated it. I All hated right, well, it. No, no vacation is fun for a kid. That's not true. 
That's not true at all. I had great vacations growing up. There are such... My family didn't really go on vacation, but I think there are definitely vacations that are good. I mean, what if you go on Disneyland vacation? Yeah, we went on Disneyland. Disneyland. Or like you go to the Bahamas or something. That's a fun vacation. I think... I I don't don't know. I went to Yellowstone with with some family when I was a kid. I loved that. I loved camping. Maybe I'm just lame. Yeah. Uh, But Vegas especially, because you kind of get dropped off at like... They'd be like, all right, hang out here at Circus Circus... Yep. The play place, uh, there's a clown smoking a cigarette in the corner. You can mm. talk to him. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get to do much. And you're not allowed to, like, walk through the casinos or anything. So. No, they'll yeah. stop you I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I hate this. Don't bring your – guys, the don't food, bring though. your kids Food is insane. The food in Vegas is really That's good. That's really what you go for. There's a lot of really good, like, Asian food out there. So good. Um, the buffets. They step I that, love buffets. They step that up. Food's great there. Mm-hmm. I think I've been to Vegas like six times, and I've never really had a Vegas experience. I've always been there for like some other reason, because mm-hmm. you know people just don't invite me to like their <laughs> like, birthdays. Um, so you know, I'm just um, next I time, home. Ian. Next time we'll. Do oh that. sure, sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> uh, I actually had another. Um, this reminded me. Uh, this thing that you actually did invite me to. Um, we, we did a little, a little St. Patty's day or pre St. Patty's day, uh, pub crawl. So we could yes. instead be hung over on St. Patty's day, which I think was a very good strategy. Yeah, it was a Saturday very smart. celebration. Um, so we could be okay on Monday. And I was, I was talking to one of your friends and he's a guy that you, that you met on some like meetup thing. Yeah. And, and he was like, and he's like, yeah, I, I think I'm like, I think I'm Sarah's like best guy friend. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's cool. He's like, I was like, yeah. And I was gonna say like, I'm I'm, I was like about to say like yeah I guess I'm like Sarah and I was like wait no I'm not even Sarah's best coworker guy friend, <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm nothing. Oh come Cause, on. Because I'm like oh, I'm like well that's Shane or it's Matt Rob. Ooh, Ooh who is it? Ooh. Well, we're very I hate different Matt kind. Of, we're very different kinds of friends. I feel like yeah. yeah but I feel like I feel like Matt Rob and I are the angel and devil. On your shoulders. (laughs) So Matt Robb is kind of like my older brother. Like he always is bullying me in the office. He's always making fun of me. He actually handcuffed me to my desk last week. (laughs) So he's like my older brother troll. And Shane is more like, we're just, like we're peers, like. You're my twin. He's like my twin. We we we're the we, same person. We're the same person. You guys wear the same makeup. If I don't wear makeup, then I look like a little Asian boy, <laughs> like, like Sarah. <laughs> no, him and I, uh, Shane and I, go from having very dumb conversations to very intellectual questions to just staring at each other in silence. <laughs> really, with, with anger. With anger, just um, with anger. Mm, like flipping each other off and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but Ian, you're a very close friend of mine too. Stop it. Don't don't make your. But ma- Ian, you're president. Yeah. That's that right. that you're, comes above all you're relationships. You're kind of my boss. Don't yeah, you're it. like a Jedi. You gotta don't like, you know. No, we've never actually spent a lot of quality time together. To be honest, Ian. That's true. Um, That's true. Shane and I have spent a lot of time because we did a lot of shoots together and and all the summer and winter games. But you and I have never really. Had a lot of time never to bond. A, never done a one-on-one. I've been trying to get you to go to dinner with me for weeks now. Oh, that's not true. It's Sounds true. Like I have receipts. I have receipts. I have texts on my phone. Wow, you probably have. Yeah. I'm, bad with, I'm so you. bad with text messages. You're Reminds terrible. Me, I, need to, I need to text my dad back. He's I texted like, you. I was like, hey, let's go to dinner sometime. And you just went, yup. Oh, my God, you did. <laughs> he just goes, yup. And I was like, yep. cool. No. 
Yup, dude. I I don't know how I feel about texting yup. Y u w. I don't Y-U-W. know. I think it had a period on the end too. Or yeah, something. I don't it think felt... it. I don't think that that just feels like you don't care. That was the energy I got. Hey, a hey. yup or a yep is basically a no. And just... I hate people who end things with periods in texts like that are supposed to be fun. Yeah. So it's like let's hang out sometime, and they're like yes, period. Well, that sounds fun. But oh like... no no, I didn't say yup. Okay. I said. Yes, with an exclamation mark. Oh, that's very different. And then um, you said, cool, we'll do it. And then um, the next week you said, dinner next Tuesday, and I didn't respond. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Flat out dinner ghosted. I'm so glad we brought me on this podcast to just call each other out. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I feel like that's because we ended up like whatever we needed to talk about, we actually talked about here. Like we got we got some time to to you know, do do a do a one on one, and then we had fun on on St. Patrick's we Day. We did. Sorry, I couldn't we make did. it. Yeah, you were dying. See, Shane I was, died I was at my, that I was at the Goldberg's That's rap true. party. No, but then and you also were dying. I was dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week, uh, <laughs> around like Wednesday, I started to feel some pain in my face, mm. like my right jaw. Bottom teeth. I was like, ah, I'm like, well, it's not feeling oh, so good. My jaw and I was talking. Too to, I think it was on like Thursday. And I, meanwhile, I'm, I've been kind of gone the past couple of weeks. I've been filming on. Gold He's Rose. never here. Yeah, Shane decided. Well, let's let's hold let's hold on that. Go ahead and tell your story, uh, and we'll talk about how you're never here. Okay. Uh, um, so I'm filming on Goldberg's, but I'm also coming here to film some stuff. And I think I was here on Thursday, and I was talking to Sarah about like I'm like, yeah, my face kind of hurts. I think I I think I grinded my teeth in my sleep, and I yeah, think I, like, I think I my jaw jaw hurts. I think that's it. It'll get better. Uh, so Friday it's worse, but I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's just my jaw. It's okay. TMJ, uh, too much jaw. Yeah, yeah too much <laughs> jaw. And, uh, we were supposed to wrap the season on Goldberg's on Friday night, but we still had some extra scenes that I had to shoot on Monday. So we wrap and I'm, I'm kind of hurting that night. I'm having trouble sleeping. Saturday, my mouth starts to really hurt and it's starting to spread. So I'm like, that's weird. Ah, what? I don't. That's not normal. But I'll be okay because I hate the dentist so much, and I don't want to go. So Saturday night is the wrap party for Goldberg's, and I go and I meet up with uh, at five o'clock. We get dinner beforehand, and Olivia's there with Sam and and a bunch of the cast. And I'm in I'm in enough pain there that I'm like kind of silent at dinner. I'm just kind of sitting there like, ha ha, this is a good time. We're having fun. <laughs> And I get to the, that's the worst. And I, that's I my awful. mindset was also kind of like maybe if I drink some some beer, I can it'll myself. cure it. Like oh, <laughs> like maybe that'll help. Uh, but I started drinking some alcohol, and that made it so much worse. worse. My gums were immediately just like inflated like a balloon, and I was like, oh oh god, that's maybe one more beer will help. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Not recommended. Another beer. Uh, yeah, if you feel any sort of pain at all. Don't, Don't drink. drink anything. It's a bad move. But I wanted to go to this rap party and I wanted to have fun because it's like it's once a year. And I, it also might uh, – we don't know if Goldberg is going to get picked up for another season. So I was like, I want to enjoy this with these people. Yeah. But you just it was such... so bad. I mean, the pain was getting so bad. I even got a chance to meet like a comedy hero of mine, Patton Oswald, was like talking because he does voiceover for the show. Mm-hmm. He's talking to me and some of the cast like about – he's like, oh, you guys are great, whatever. And I was just like kind of just looking at him. <laughs> Just, but not seeing anything. Wow. You're just, you're just wow. crying. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I eventually leave early. I just, I, it's 9.30 and I'm like, I gotta go. And granted the party started like 6.30 super early for some reason, but uh, I leave, I get home. I don't sleep 
from Saturday night until Sunday morning, or I don't sleep until Monday. I don't sleep until Monday. Uh, and I'm just writhing around in my apartment. It's getting so bad. It's the worst pain I've ever experienced in my adult life. My side of my face is throbbing. Uh, it feels like my teeth, my lower right teeth are going to explode. Sunday morning, I have not slept. It's 5 a.m. I know my dentist doesn't open for another couple hours. I call them and I leave this like frantic message. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and I, meanwhile, they've been calling me the past couple of weeks being like, hey, you're due for a checkup. Like, <laughs> make sure like it's see, having regular cleanings will keep those cavities away. Um, so I call them at 5 a.m. and I'm like, hi, um. Help. Yeah, literally, it's like the beginning of a horror movie. Like, uh, I'm like, um, uh, my name's Shane Top. Uh, and, um. You're like the guy that ate too much weed brownies and they called yeah, 911. He's I like, think I'm dying. I think I'm, I, I'm dead. I think I'm dead. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. My message was probably like that. I'm like, I, um, I'm having a lot of pain in my face. I need, I need an appointment today. I need to come in today. <laughs> And if they were going to call back and be like, I'm sorry, we have no appointments, I was going to go to the ER because it was that bad. I'm not kidding. It was so I, – I was like, holy God. If someone said – I wanted to jump off a bridge at that point. I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. Uh, they call back. And I had to go – I had to go at a 6 a.m. call time. So I went and I shot Goldbergs and I had a scene where I had to be like super jovial and happy. Oh, God. And in between cuts, I'm just off to the side just holding my face. Uh, they call back and they're like, yeah, we can do 1.30. And I was like, great. And then I get home at 9.30 and I call them back and I go, I need to come in now. And they're like, uh, okay, yeah, we can see you now. And they, they're walking distance from me. So I ran there. So, <laughs> so, so they must have been like, they must have been like, yeah, we can see you right now. So please come over. Hang up the phone and Door burst open. open. I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah I'm here. <laughs> ah, please. <laughs> um, and they they get x-rays done. And I mean, I'm just like, please, whatever it takes. And they're like, uh, yeah, so this tooth towards the back, uh, the nerve is dead and infection is spreading across your face. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, they're like, yeah, you need a root canal right now. And I'm like, great, let's do it. I've never been so excited yeah. to oh get a root God. canal. And uh, so, yeah. That I uh, got a root canal and now I'm on antibiotics and I'm doing better. But that was awful. That was that was the worst. Yeah, that was the absolute worst. I've never I've never experienced like really bad tooth pain, but that frightens me so much. Also because I am I don't like making phone calls. I don't like I don't like making appointments. So like sounds real hearty and I don't know what it is. I get it. I do too. I'm like like a block. Can I schedule online? Can I do that? Yeah. But also making phone calls nowadays, you're kind of crazy. You're weird. You're weird if you call. Like this is changing the subject. But if you get a girl's number. And then instead of texting her first, you oh, call. God. You what call are you, her a and be psychopath? like, "Hey, oh this God. is Shane. Uh, we met at the <laughs> thing the other day. Like, thought I'd call and just see if you'd want to get dinner sometime." No, no, you're that you're a psycho. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't agree. know what to do. I completely agree. If it was somebody I just met and they called me, when people call, like you need to give a heads up before a call. I, I think it was just a good. I think I feel like we just entered into this this world at a good time because I didn't like phone calls when I was growing up. Yeah, I, same. I've like, never I liked it. hated it. And my mom and my grandma, they'll, like, if you get the two of them on a phone, they will oh, yeah. not stop yeah. talking yeah. ever. Uh, and I never liked it. So I, I went I went without going to the dentist for, like, five years. Because oh. you didn't want to call them. Because I just – it's not that I hated the dentist. I think dentists are great. Um, 
but I just never, it just never struck me that I needed to make an appointment. And then, and it wasn't until my ex was just like, I made an appointment for you. You're going. I was like, great. <laughs> and then I like went in the dentist and I'm like, yeah, I'm finally going to find out how fucked up my teeth are. Yeah. I'm not going five years. And I had like four cavities Oof. and I was just so excited to like, just get it done. And then they're like, you're going to have to come back in three months. I was like, great. But like, because I was already there, I could just make the you appointment. Just schedule yeah. the appointment. But if I had to call and make the appointment, like it just takes me so much longer. Yeah. Like, I feel like the skin on my hand is falling off and like I, I need to see a dermatologist. I do too. And, uh, I have like four things I need to go to the dermatologist yeah. for and I'm just like, I just. Just wait, wait till they all them. rack up and then just pile it onto them that once. Exactly. That's what I did last time. I just hate billing. I hate when it, like with health, mm-hmm. anything like doctor's appointments, dentist, I just hate it when it comes to billing. Well, it's expensive, man. Mm-hmm. To live. It, even with insurance, it's, it's, it's super it's expensive. expensive. Because we're Americans, freedom freedom might be free, but our medical isn't. <laughs> I have a friend who, like, she went to Prague for for film school, and she came back like for a visit recently. And I was like, "So yeah, you're gonna move back to like work on films here in LA?" And she's like, "Honestly, it's really nice having free healthcare. I think yeah. I'm gonna just stay in Prague." I was yeah. like, "Wow, all right, yeah. dude." When I was in, when I was in the hospital, I was talking to a nurse, and she was talking about how and and you'll understand this probably because you probably heard some great stories from Claudio. Uh, she was in Italy and she was on a Vespa, and she and she's like a big motorcycle person or something. She fell off her her Vespa and broke her arm, and uh, she went to the nearest hospital. And they said, well, um, we're a private hospital. We're not the public hospital, so it's going to cost a little more. And she was like, well, I, I don't I, – like, I'm not going to, like, drive across with a town arm. with a broken arm, so I'll just bite the bullet and have my arm set here and cast and everything. So, How much so would it she cost? had her arm set, cast everything out the door, 150 euro. Which is about $170. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and that was the expensive cost hospital. An espresso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Espressos are like a dollar in Italy. Yeah. yeah. My root canal is a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. A little bit more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, we're we're glad you're here and you're alive and you don't yeah. you don't have an infected head. That's yeah. congratulations. And I'm finally like back. Uh, I've been kind of <laughs> you know MIA for a for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like with. You just had so many different things. You it was Goldberg's, and your head was falling apart. And yeah, uh, it was mainly Goldberg's, and then I took I had to take Monday off because of, of yeah. the teeth. So I almost came in, but then I was texting Sarah. I was yelling at him. I was like, yeah, I was I was thinking I maybe come into the office, but I don't know. And like I was like fresh out of the root canal. It was like 10 a.m. and I saw him doing bits on Instagram. I'm like, what the hell <laughs> yeah. are you doing? I hadn't I hadn't been active in a while. Going back to the Instagram uh-huh. thing, I was like, I haven't posted in forever. But he was like, uh, the, even the week. I also previously, saw an opportunity because I was Joe Joe Beretta told me he's like, you should do Instagram stories right now while you're numb yeah while you're recovering true. you should work well that's that's very joe beretta yeah it's <laughs> the most joe beretta thing uh, like but, you're suffering use it yeah <laughs> use it for your, use your pain uh they were great instagram stories though they were i was just i just i didn't even watch them i just Here's like mad. immediately started momming you and being like relax you said you retired the last couple of weeks just relax stay in bed postmates food yeah so if you guys don't see shane in videos for like a month uh <laughs> it was because he was on he was on goldberg's like it was always it was literally like every day we filmed 
you were at Goldberg's and we we're like, okay, we think we can get you in here. And then like day before you're like, uh, I'm Goldberg's would, called. The, and the schedule would change yeah. so much. Uh, in the final couple episodes of Goldberg's, the, the writing kind of catches up to them. Cause like they're, they're trying to stay ahead. Yeah. But in those final two weeks, it's, it's hard. So it's scheduling amazing. gets crazy and they're often figuring out the schedule day of. It's so, it's so nuts to, imagine like you see the you see those shows and you just assume that it's all written beforehand and it's all planned out and then and then they go and shoot it but they're they're literally making rewrites on the day yeah yeah which is very often insane i was bummed though i was bummed to miss the uh, zachary levi try not to laugh yeah, oh, yeah. I was very and bummed. you missed some pretty good fan fiction i know i was yeah. very very bummed uh yeah. i had a good i had a good joke or not a good joke but i had a joke prepared for zachary levi i was gonna walk out it's going to face away, and I was just going to yell, Shazam! Oh, oh no. <laughs> and then I was going to turn around, and you will have seen that I peed my pants, just nice. drenched my pants, and I was going to be just like, did I say it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have gotten him. Very good. Yeah. Very and then I would have been Shane. like, you're my favorite pizza place, right to his Not... face, and I would have hit him. Uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a lot more... Um, he was great. Handsome he's in so person than I, thought, than I thought he was going to be. I saw I him at the gym a few years ago. He's a massive person. And I was like, person. sup, Zach? He was like, he sup, is, Shane? He is massive. It's always weird like when you see like a, a movie star, a television star that's like They're usually tall. smaller yeah. than you think. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like Tom but Cruise. But Chris Pratt small. and him. Are... Yeah, they're massive people. Like, Zachary Levi could be like a pita around you. He could just fold <laughs> in half and be a pita. He was a – I just stood next to him and I was like, oh, my God. I just – so nice to just be next to a tall man like that. Sarah, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> well, Claudio's tall too. Do not too. talk yeah. about another man. <laughs> wow, Sarah Weedle. I'm sorry. I can't say anything. Other Shazam. Than Sarah. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the penne pasta with the Shazam. <laughs> Very good. Now I'm starting to wonder if this is just racist. <laughs> no, actually, I took Italian classes uh-huh. before our wedding. So she's Italian. Don't worry. So I'm Italian. No. She can say whatever she wants. But every now. time in class, I tried to be like chill with the pronunciation because I didn't want to like seem offensive. Yeah. He was like, no, more. Like, like, like more. The... So like the more you're actually like sound like you're making fun of Italian words, like you're pronouncing yeah. it completely correct. Right. Yeah. They're passionate. They are very passionate. It's romantic language. That's funny. So just the harder, the more stereotypical you go, the the better it mm-hmm. is. So if you're like, bastardo, <laughs> then... Yes. A sad wiggle. Yeah, exactly, guys. You guys are nailing it. <laughs> um, I'm looking I'm looking at this. We just have a little a little list of things to to possibly keep keep on track. And, yeah, and yeah. you added a couple of things on here that mm-hmm. I don't know what it's referring to. Mm-hmm. The story of Mufuk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think I'm wondering if this. Okay, no, it's. It was a couple was years before. ago. I actually think this started before. So I, for those of you who don't know, I do a character called Courtney Freakin Miller on on a lot of episodes where I just wear a Courtney Courtney Miller type wig and I just yell a lot. And the story came out of Courtney was sick yeah. during a seriously super stupid sleepover shoot. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, what can Shane do it? And then Shane was like, can I put on a wig and be Courtney Miller? And we were like, okay. And I kind of just, I play that character. I'm going to lean back really far. I'm just like, yeah, just talking like this. I'm crazy. (laughs) But anyways, where that actually kind of started, that voice and everything, was 
uh, I was talking to Sarah once how I'm like, yeah, sometimes when I'm driving, I just like yell. <laughs> I'll just be yelling a lot. I'll just be like, I'll just, cause like in the morning I'm tired. So I'll be driving down the street and I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, my butt. <laughs> and, and, and so we just started, we just started like yelling that at each at other. At each other. And like, oh. it would be in the middle of a work day and I would just walk up to her desk and she'd be in the middle of working. And I'd just be like, so my butt. So my butt. So my butt. This is a violent workplace. Yeah, I get bullied a lot. It's said with a lot of love. You do get bullied a lot, but it's all out of love. It's all out of love. And I've always been a girl with a lot of guy friends, and I've always been kind of like the target. (laughs) (laughs) That's, boy. I've been the target Mm. of a lot. You're like, there's a lot to dissect there. (laughs) I think it's because I laugh. Honestly, because I think it's very funny. Mm. I'm the same way. Like getting roasted, I laugh. I, at l- it. I think it's so great. A good is roast that, is so good. Is that a defense mechanism from your uh, growing up? Um, Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm a very happy person. I actually yelled at Matt Rob because I found a magnifying glass in like a green room here last week, and I like pulled it up to my eye, and I was like, "Look at my eye!" And he was like, "Wow, you're dumb." And I was like, "Wow, I'm enjoying simple things in life. Fuck me, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I just like I I I think life is very fun, to put it very simply. So I like to laugh. Yeah. Live, love, laugh. Eat, pray, love. Well, I think it also comes down to like See, there's okay. Con- now I feel like bullying is okay because you said that. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Wow, I can't believe you said that. Oh my god. Ugh. But I think it also comes from like I think you're very confident in yourself. I like okay. in, in certain aspects, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like not, nobody's I'm, fully confident in everything, but but I think you're able to laugh at yourself because I think you're very aware of who you are. Exactly. So you're aware of like what's a joke and like if I don't I don't see any purpose in reading into things cuz it's like I I'm a I'm the type of person that's like if you're looking for that negative thing you will find it. Totally. So it's like even if if Claudio is like, you know, like I like that shirt today and if I look at that as like why today? Why not every day? Why not it? <laughs> and that's where you go crazy because you're it's just true. reading into everything it's that everyone true. is saying and yeah. you will find that thing. So if it's like if you're literally just taking it as it is, I think is much healthier and much happier. For sure. Damn. Because if you look for the positive, you find the positive. You look for the negative, you will find the negative. That's actually that's very true. I just don't go looking for anything. So. Well, that's then you're never disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my yesterday, that's my he mantra. said yesterday, dead inside. <laughs> so yesterday we all saw us. Yeah. Because we did. We're now doing like smosh outings as yeah. a family, which is very nice that people actually care about office culture now. <laughs> yeah, it's we so never had fun. an outing for like four I like, years. I like everyone here. I do too. And yesterday we went to dinner before the movie, and I just sat around, and I honestly had a moment of like. I'm so happy. Like, yeah. I just had a moment of, like, I love all these people. And, like, you guys are my family. I, I did have a couple of jobs in between, you know, leaving Smosh and coming back. Yeah. And I liked those people. But it's just, like, honestly, coming here was, like, my first day I, like, came in and I felt like I was coming home. Yeah. Like, I gave mm-hmm. everyone a hug. And it just, like, it felt like family. And it was so nice. It's very And cool. so, like, the, we all had dinner. I was so happy. Yeah. yeah. It's very great. Where were you going with that, though? You said. Oh, I was talking about. That's Ian. very nice. What What is this? No, Ian for? leans back over. Because I'm me. sorry, I'm bored. Back to uh, me, what? please. Ian leans over in at dinner before us, and he just looks at me dead in the eye and just goes, "Sarah, what's it like to love someone?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, "Um, oh. what? Are well, you okay?" <laughs> because I was I was looking around 
and uh, several of us are, are are hopelessly single people, and and you and Claudio just seem so so well matched together. You mentioned that you you've never gotten in a fight uh, mm-hmm. with him, which I find that impossible to believe because you're crazy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm a very easygoing person in relationships. Really, I am because I did grow the confidence. In my first relationships when I was younger, I was crazy because I was looking for things. And I felt insecure in the relationship, too. And, like, when you feel insecure in the relationship, it's just not going to work. And it's it's like – and if you're not confident in yourself, it's never going to work. So – um, but I also got, I won the lottery with Claudio because it was like he, and it sounds so dumb because I was a pessimistic person. I was like, I'm never going to date anyone in LA. Everyone's like a Peter Pan fuck boy in LA. They just <laughs> want like the hottest new thing and keep you at arm's distance. So I was fine. Concentrate on my career. Just do it. And he came into my life and all those people that say, when you know, you know, and all those things, they came true. It was like it just clicked. He's so easygoing. Everything that I thought a relationship could be, it was. And I was, like, excited about him. And so he's made it incredibly easy. And I don't think I honestly would marry anyone else because I realized that in all of my other relationships, I never felt compelled to get married Mm. because I was Mm. like, I don't. I don't feel like I want to marry you. Like, I want to be with you maybe. But with Claudio even with the green card things, but I, to keep him in the country, no, um, but I really felt like compelled to get married and 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 wanted that future with him. So yeah. we don't know if we want to have kids or anything like that, but. But at the beginning, like you were saying, like every time that you saw him, you th- you were like, Thought oh, was that, could, be the last. that could be the last time. Yeah, because his, wow. his dating style, you know, he grew up in Italy. So it was like in Italy, men and women guys and girls are always friends like they're always hanging out in big groups and there's no like maybe no romantic things happening and then eventually you might have a spark with someone and it grows into something more in LA especially it's like can I take you out on a date let's let's go on a date like let's do you want to date (laughs) I find you very attractive and especially in LA um you know people are dating many people at the same time and so maybe nothing serious is happening but you're seeing multiple people and so him and I like just I was seeing a a couple of people and he was only seeing me and so like you know months after we were like kind of casually seeing each other but he was definitely like keeping me at arm's distance he was like are you am I the only one you're dating and I was like excuse me what (laughs) like so we had a big freak out and that was probably like our biggest like hurdle we had to get over but at the end of the day he just wanted to only date me so I'm that's not a bad thing at all you you were making a face I think I was just laughing in my mind (laughs) the whole thing but I want to talk about you guys in dating like because it's like I I I Oh, I've talked to Shane a bit about God. dating and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, you've been a bit of a coach. I have you've been, been. A bit of a I sage have. for me. I, I have bad luck with it, and I'm not good with dating. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. Uh, I, f- I feel very. Uh, I don't know. I feel very like obligated sometimes. I think as soon as I start dating someone, and that's that's a lot of pressure for me because I feel like oh, I owe this person. Like I need to like explain. It's just a lot of pressure. It's but just, also like. Shane comes off as like an extrovert 
and and he's very funny and he's easy to talk to. But you are actually kind of an introvert. Very like, introvert. In a in a big mm. group, you're the quiet one. It took me a solid year to really get to know you mm-hmm. and and break through it. Like I think you you are a very introverted person. Yeah, because in a way, like the the loud comedic crazy person that I am is very much who I am but there is other parts of me that I it takes a long time for Mm -hmm. me to feel comfortable you know I don't feel comfortable not being funny sometimes like Mm -hmm. I have to do that or else because then that's part of the obligation of like I need to be entertaining and it's when I go on a date once I'm done with a date I am so exhausted it feels like I ran a marathon because the entirety of the date I'm so worried about that person being bored that I'm trying to just like Entertain. Do yeah. so much stuff, yeah. and uh, which I've gotten better about, because um, obviously, like it's a fifty-fifty thing. It should be. They it should, should bounce back know. and forth. Yeah, um, and it should feel like you're not putting on a show. Of course, first date, second date, third date, you are putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Like the first time yeah. Claudio and I hung out, I thought he was like so self-centered and everything because he was talking only about himself and not asking questions. Ooh, that's a no-no. Um, I, I recognize, but he was just insecure. That's I, fine. I, I definitely I recognize that with myself too because I won't talk about certain things or certain things that I like. I'm like, oh, they won't like that about me. But then I'm like, why I should bring that up then? Because if they're not into it, like, I won't talk about, like, the nerdy things I'm into on a first date. I won't talk about... Uh, what nerdy like, things? Like, uh, not, not, like, that nerdy, but just, like, video games or watching anime or something like that. I won't talk about that because I'm like, oh, they may not like that. But I'm like, if they don't like that, then, then we shouldn't date. Off, yeah. yeah. Um, and just, just my personality, if I'm not feeling like, oh, I've got funny jokes right now. If I'm just going to talk seriously, mm-hmm. yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. But yeah. What about yeah. you, Ian? Um, <laughs> like, what are you like on a first date? Yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, it could, it, it, it differs. I mean, I, I like to banter with people, like, especially people that I don't know. So, like, I think sometimes it could come off as I'm, like, talking shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> Cause I'll just, not that I'm like nagging them, but like, I like, I like a little like push and push back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and too, uh, like, I totally agree. Like it's, it's exhausting when you're just trying to do like the, like the, oh, where are you from? Oh, mm-hmm. me too, blah, 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 blah. And it's, and it's like, you're just struggling to find some way to relate to the person. Mm-hmm. And I'm I hate that struggle and I don't even really want to go there. And it just feels so cheap and pointless and just uh not authentic so i just prefer to just like cut through that and just kind of give them shit immediately just get to like just banter (laughs) uh it's friendly banter and like Mm -hmm. i i hope i never like offended anybody yeah um what's up you dumb idiot (laughs) thanks for meeting me at olive garden stupid (laughs) (laughs) but like but that is like that is a bummer. Like if if I'm throwing something at them, they're not throwing it back. I'm like, uh. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to find someone with like the same sense of humor and that yeah. can keep up with you. Because like I even dated a guy one time and he didn't know till like three four dates. He was like, oh, you're funny. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> because you have to kind of you kind of have to do that boring crap in the beginning to just. I hate it. I don't want to do it. it so much. You have I don't to do, do it. it. It's boring. I it's, mean, that's why cloud. It just like, doesn't feel genuine to me. And that's and that's the issue. It's like I feel like I'm not being myself, and so I want to be as true to myself as possible, mm-hmm. and not put up a front that's not me. 
It's so, not putting up a front. I think you're putting a foundation down for for you know something more than just like giving each other shit. Right. And so it's like you know, as a girl or as a woman, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, when someone's like genuinely interested in in who I am, and then I can feel relaxed. Yeah. Because it's like a lot of girls, and and I even felt secure. It's like, why are we going on this date? Are you just in it because you're attracted to me? Are you just want sex? You just want to you want to pay for this and like be flashy? Like, it, it's tough to to go on a date as a female because you don't know what the motivation is. Yeah, that's got to be so scary. And so it's hard to sit down and like open yourself up, but if someone honestly is kind of like sitting there and genuinely interested in who you are, that's a huge turn on right. whether or not that ends in like a relationship or anything sexual, it doesn't matter. It's just you're making a connection then at that point. I also don't like talking about myself. So like I I enjoy hearing about like the the other person and then just talking about stuff. But then when it when it gets turned on me, I'm like, uh, mm. mm-hmm. like I was talking I was talking to one of your friends and and she was like, so tell me something. I was <laughs> like, uh, so I just and this was near the end of our little uh, Patty's Day uh, crawl. So I was I had a couple drinks and I was like, tell you something. Uh, okay. Uh, we dropped more bombs in Vietnam than than all the bombs that were dropped in World War Two. Wow! And I was just like, real charming. I was just, I was just oh, looking to just wow. like just see what like her. She's like, no, like something about yourself. Oh, good on her. And I was like, um, uh, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not. You don't. Me, you not, don't talk about yourself. It's not much. fun you, to you talk about myself, and it's and it's hard. And it's hard for me to talk about myself and what I do without like. But you don't have to talk about your job or anything like because like working with you, there's a lot that I don't know about you either. Like you, it's fascinating because you're this, you know, very popular figure. A lot of people know who you are. But but I think it was like after a year or so of knowing you that I was like, oh, wait, you have a sibling? I didn't even know oh, that. I don't even know that. I just learned that now. Yeah. You don't talk about stuff. And you don't. Yeah. And it's not even just like facts. It's like feelings or just like, you know, I don't know. There's a lot that, that I feel like. Uh, and I mean, it, it makes sense. I feel like a lot of comedians are that way. Hmm. And a lot of us have similar vibes. I'm sure I'm similar in some aspects. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's fascinating, man. Now you you're should on a learn podcast. how to talk you're on about a podcast, yourself. So you, yeah. you're going to have to. I know. You're going to have to talk about it all. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for me to look out than look in. I think that's you what should it is. Look wow. should. should. You should look in. Everyone should look in. in. Man. No, yeah. Now that we got our health insurance, I'm going to look into a therapist. I'm actually pretty stoked for that. Hey, look. I've been studying psychology for a couple of years. Well, 10 years. I'm, but I'm still <laughs> still trying to get my bachelor's. <laughs> <laughs> it's been taking my time. Uh but like the, I've only learned a few really valuable like things that I feel I can say, and uh, one is that everyone should get a therapist. I yeah. went to therapy when I was thirteen or fourteen because something pretty tragic happened to me when I was younger, and they I did have like this is getting really deep, but I did have suicidal thoughts for like a, a hot minute, and and I was really struggling when I was very young, and. I went to a therapist and it helped me tremendously. Yeah. Like it, it and and that person's never going to like cure anything out of you, but I think it really helps to talk to someone outside of a situation and outside of yourself. Do you feel like it gave you sort of like a tool set? Yeah, it did. It did. And it, it probably, you know, it has made me the person I am today yeah. because it it helped me rationalize you know, my thinking like 
you sometimes your brain just goes into crazy land like mm-hmm. sometimes it just you're just like oh my god are people out to get me like you know why is this happening to me like this is my life is terrible but it's all about like shaping your perspective and being able to like ground yourself yeah your own brain and mind is not always your fault exactly exactly you know with ian going back really quick it's it's fascinating too because since you were very young your whole life exactly. has been so public Right. Your life has been so in the public eye. And, and so in a way, for over 10 years, for gosh, what is it, 13 years now? Yeah. For 13 years, people have felt that they know everything about you. Mm-hmm. But that's so that might be why, to a certain extent, you keep a lot of things. Close yeah, to the I chest. think it would be really tough. It, it, I, I don't envy your position because <laughs> it's like it, you know, it's kind of nice when you meet someone new because they're new and you don't know anything about them. But obviously you're a public figure. So that's like a whole nother layer. Because I relate to that because I feel like when I was younger, I used to be better about opening up about that stuff. But the more and more I've gotten into this realm, the more that we finish a a week of shooting and I kind of just want to like go and sit in my apartment Mm -hmm. by myself and kind of close off because it's like it's just I'm exhausted from all from showing so much that – you know, and that's I guess that's also why I'm just so bad at social media because like you know we put so much of it out there. You're for, burned for out. What we're right? doing, yeah. like I don't want to take my free time to to show everyone what I'm doing because then it feels like it's taking time. over your life. Yeah, yeah. and I and I think that 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 also contributes to to the fact that I haven't burnt out from this, like mm-hmm. because I I do separate as much of my life off of Smosh from Smosh and and. For other people, you know, their entire life has to be their story, their Instagram story or their, yeah. their YouTube story. And and that's why you see people burn out because they, they just can't separate. Yeah. It's always on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, it's, I think it's dangerous when every aspect of your life becomes entertainment for other people. Yeah. There are certain things that just need to be for you and you should share those things, but in a very different manner. Not as a means of, of, you know, entertaining someone else. Yeah, man. Do you want to talk about Us? The movie? Us. No. Uh, yes, the movie. <laughs> um, well, let's not spoil too much. Yeah. Um, but let's just say I liked it. I have a lot of questions. And I'm assuming that the internet's going to solve it for me. <laughs> um, but I was just like, yeah, it's, it's well made. I think Jordan Peele has... Uh, he's going to always face an uphill battle with every movie he makes Mm -hmm. because going into it, I was expecting a movie with so many layers and it has a lot of layers. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. It's still, you're going to get a Jordan Peele movie for sure. You got to peel the layers. You got to peel those layers like an onion Shrek. Anyways. Yes. You uh, did the right thing there. It all loops around a Shrek. It's always about Shrek. It's very similar vibes. Uh, Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I was saying earlier today that um it's second album syndrome second album syndrome mm. where where you know you have a lifetime to create your first album and you have 2 years to create your second. No matter how good us is going to be, it's always going to be compared to uh get out. It's just like um what's the dude's name? Orson Welles, right? Yeah. Uh he 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 created um Citizen Kane when he was 28. I think he was 25 25 whatever it was like he created yeah, one of young. one of the most influential movies ever and he and was forever compared Chasing to that movie 
until the day he died. It was like, oh, I hear you're making a new movie. Could this be the next Citizen Kane? Mm -hmm. Of course it's not going to be the next Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane was Citizen Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. He straight up lost his mind. That's one of the – oh, it's so – it, I'm sad to say it's it's hilarious, but uh, but also sad the uh, the champagne commercial. Yeah. Oh. oh man, uh, that it's hard to like, watch. Yeah, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch how like so many like big celebrity legends mm-hmm. you'd think they have the best lives and they are the most miserable people. But yeah. it's kind of goes back to what we're saying, like the whole like if you make if every aspect of your life becomes entertainment for everyone else, you lose everything. And I think you lose reality. You yeah. lose like what created the genius in the first place. I I think yeah. it's same with like Kanye West and stuff Honestly, like that. it's got to be tough. It's, like... it's got to be tough that you probably don't you only have a handful of people who treat you like a normal human being. And then right. everyone else treats mm-hmm. you like Kanye West. Whoa! Well, so you they're all yes man around you, and yeah, then you, you don't have anyone that's anyone. like chill, dude, chill. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, and I feel like even even with with that knowledge, like if you and if you would end up like meeting Kanye West or something, you would probably still end up acting just as everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just it's yeah, it's I went to church with him on last Easter, actually. Oh yeah. hell yeah, dude! How yeah, was dude. That? Shoot, uh, dude. And even Jesus Sorry, showed Jesus up and he was Jesus. like, Kanye West, whoa! <laughs> whoa, dude! <laughs> That's not Jesus. Yeah. Ha. Jesus was in the house and Jesus that day. Dude. Jesus and Jesus. They should mm-hmm. collab. It's a TBS show. Jesus and Jesus coming to TBS. We know funny. <laughs> We're still on the air somehow. I don't like scary movies. Yeah. I it really like, I, I don't like scary movies, but... You know, you should watch Hereditary. No, <laughs> I'm good. I watched that shit by myself. No, nope. that was a bad move. Oh nope. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of scary movies, uh, and I was sat we because we all went and saw it together. I was uh, seated right in between Sarah and Courtney, mm. and both of them were so freaked out, and <laughs> it was it was it was very entertaining. Like like I think Courtney. Uh, she just assumed the whole thing was going to be scary. She had her like arm on my arm for like the first 30 minutes, like just waiting for something scary to happen. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then, uh, and then I don't know. It's not like a scary movie. It's similar to get out scary, right? Where you're just, you're like you said, you're uncomfortable. Yeah. You're just like, Oh yeah. God. Oh God. But I was expecting, cause even in get out, you know, when they're driving and like the deer comes out of nowhere, I yeah. kept, oh. I kept expecting like a jump that scare like that. And yeah. I just, yeah, it's it was, it's not a scary movie, I, and I'd say people should go see it. They oh, should yeah. go see it, yeah, for sure, um, for sure. There's some pretty goofy stuff, and Winston Duke is hilarious. He's awesome. Yeah. The acting was incredible. Lupita Nyong'o is, God, she's the best. Visuals were incredible. Yeah. I love what um, Jordan Peele's doing with sounds. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he makes a rap music, like a rap song, yeah. scary. Yeah, like, awesome. So cool. Yeah. Oh, hopefully Twilight Zone's good. He's doing that. Oh, right. He's yeah. the perfect person to do it. Yeah. It's Is it going to – I wonder if the new Twilight Zone is going to be kind of like Black Mirror because, like, that's kind of what I would imagine a new Twilight Zone is like. Um, Probably. I mean, it'll be maybe. a non-technology yeah, based yeah. Black Mirror. I mean, well, I mean, Black Mirror is Twilight Zone but with technology. Exactly. Yeah. And Black Mirror is – I feel like it's more about, like, oh, here's the dark side of, of technology, whereas Twilight Zone always felt had, like, some sort of moral to it. Mm-hmm. It always mm-hmm. had some sort of message about human nature. Um, I want to finish this podcast with something with some funny news. 
So, oh my God, what? Yeah, okay. Um, so the school is doing uh, an active shooter training. Oh, boy. Very funny. This is Ian this funny. Is... And uh, <laughs> and so they like with these with these shooter trainings, which I I never had as a kid growing up, uh, it's, it's like the sheriff department like goes in there and they pretend to be the shooters oh and God. they go in and they uh they were using airsoft guns in place of real guns and then uh faked executing the teachers oh my god in front of people, but they were using loaded airsoft guns and shot the teachers like in the back of the head and like and injured the teachers what multiple state is teachers this? multiple Wait, so after the first teacher got shot, they were like, oh, no, this is this. I don't is know. Maybe they, that's maybe they were terrified. Maybe where, they was this at? where was this what at? What state? Um, this was uh, Indiana, I believe. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, Indiana Elementary. Jesus, in elementary school? Oh, my God. It said teachers were left with welts, bruises, and abrasions after they were shot with plastic pellets by the local sheriff's office conducting <laughs> the session. And... Uh, and I I, remember, I read a comment yesterday that was like that was like they should be doing some research on if these shooting uh, drills drills are actually doing more damage to kids than good because like it, I mean it's like in the in the uh, what the fifties or the sixties the like, like get under your desk yeah, if a new tornado gets fire yeah, yeah. yeah. And causes so like, more hysteria than anything yeah and like you go to school every day wondering am I gonna get killed in a nuclear blast like you know now <laughs> and also I was thinking on the flip side like isn't so like let's say let's say you're uh, thinking about shooting up a school. Uh, which I hope what? you're not. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't these drills be training you on oh, what to God. do? Like, isn't that kind of <sighs> isn't that kind of like not smart to be showing exactly what everyone should be doing and where they should be going? Like, isn't that's it's, kind of what do they call it? It's a double-edged sword. It's it's yeah, like yeah. I just yeah. feel like the drill is probably the same for for anything, which is like, I mean, it's it's kind of like an earthquake, really. And for many people, like, there's not there's only so much you can do, right? Mm-hmm. And besides, yeah. like, locking doors or whatever. Well, I think that's what they're doing. They're, like, you know, yeah. pile stuff in front of a door. Or, but like, for an elementary sure school, not... like, getting out, like, all that, I don't know, man. It's that's just traumatizing. Like, it is a... traumatizing, and it just sucks. Like, it, it, it it's unfortunate that we live in yeah. this time where yeah. that is an issue. Because, like, for me... That's incredibly scary. And like even going through the drills, yeah, okay, it's good that we're doing drills, but it's so scary. Like Yeah. And it sounds like in this drill, it's not like here's how you solve this problem. It sounds like it sounds like they're just telling you how you're gonna die. Yeah, and yeah. also like why are they shooting them in the back of the head? Like exactly. why are they shooting the teachers <laughs> you don't in the need back to of the head? Actually pull triggers. These That's poor teachers, crazy. do they have to act like they're dying too then? Like it's like an acting class as Dude, well. That's nuts. Yeah. That's do you remember nuts. do you remember in a eighth grade? Like when yeah, the, teacher, the shooting drill. When the guy was like, "Bang, you're dead. Bang, you're dead." And I was like, "Jesus!" But that's, that, what, they're that's doing. what people are that's doing. What they're I guess doing like now. it's it's nuts. And I I feel like if I was a kid, that would definitely give me more anxiety rather mm-hmm. than I'd be like, hearing about the school. stories and being like, "Oh, this happened at this school, but it's not happening God. here." Like, I'll be honest, that is a big reason why Claudio and I don't know if we want to have children yet. Because of school shootings? No, because school of many, many different things <laughs> that are happening in, in 
current society and, and the world and everything with healthcare and and you know global warming and all those things it's like is this is this an, a, a place that I want to bring a new life to or am I okay I with my that. three cats and for right now I'm okay with my I want my kid to grow that. up in a fallout type of situation <laughs> I uh, I don't know maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a hopeless optimist but I, I feel like humans are always going to find a way I'm not saying that it's okay that you know climate change is Definitely happening, but uh, I mean, I, I definitely understand like the reason for not wanting to bring a kid. Into also, the world I don't for know if reason. I'm ready for that responsibility. It just it seems very intense. We, we talked to the. <laughs> also, I don't want a kid. It, it, <laughs> it seems like a lot. Like they're, I love my cats so much, and they were like, "Okay, well now your cats have to go to school every day, and they and then they go to college." And I'm like, "Now no. your kid has a bad attitude. No. Your cat has a bad attitude." No, because my cat one time like will like run away from me and I like the heartbreak I feel oh, that's <laughs> yeah. tough. I can't imagine like my son being like fuck you mom and I'm like oh, oh, no <laughs> but also like but also like cats hate you like sometimes your kids hate you so it is like good and training it, right like, yeah I guess so my cats love me though except is, for the new one this is the second um anti uh having kids uh podcast in a row because <laughs> with I, I guess with with courtney courtney and uh, uh, i were like yeah i don't know like having kids i don't, I don't know well it's not for everyone uh, let's just be honest not it's, not it's definitely everyone. not for some of the people that have had them exactly uh i don't know if you feel like popping out one i guess uh you know to each go, their go own for it as long as you're you know I, I would prefer you'd be like out of high school yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah. like you know, some sage wisdom. Maybe from have like Ian some Hecox. of some of your shit together. Mm-hmm. Maybe like it. a little a little savings, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. That's tough to have. <laughs> it's very it's very difficult yeah. to have. So uh, some lessons we learned today: uh, if you're doing an active shooter drill, don't shoot people in a drill. <laughs> yeah, that that would make sense. That seems That's so crazy. To me. The drill is prepared to so prevent. traumatic. Um, I learned something today. What'd you I'd learn? love to talk about this. It's very fascinating. Do you know that we dropped more bombs in Vietnam <laughs> than in all of World War II? What? That's so fascinating. Let's date now. That? I, we, that's, I'm going to use that knowledge on on a date. I did read a fun internet fact the other day that made me very happy. That did you know some starfish have birth defects that make them square? No, that's yes. so cute. It's Get so out. cute. Hold on, let's let's we're a just square starfish. Yo, Bobby, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Our research guy. Um. Yeah. Whoa. They're so cute. Look at this little so guy cute. right here. The square starfish. Look. That's adorable. Oh my god. A square biscuit. Starfish. Oh my god, it looks like a little throw pillow. It does. It looks like a little throw pillow under the water. Aww. I'm gonna buy it. Oh my god, I'm gonna lay my from little West Elm. I'm gonna lay my little head on it and go to sleep. I'm gonna have little sweet dreams. We what? should have more square starfish. That, that I think that's what we can take away from this yeah, this that's, podcast. That's the joy. We need world. more square starfish in the world. I'm guessing this is probably the result of Fukushima. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Ian yeah. always you you do have a habit. You do kind of like shit on the party a little bit sometimes because it was like I want to go to the Maldives for my honeymoon he's like you better go there before it's all underwater and I'm like thanks Ian (laughs) I mean it's real it's like the grandpa in him yeah Oh man, this iPhone's great. Well, I hope you like it because a starving child built it in another country. <laughs> well, I'm it's sure like, you'll have right. a, I'm sure you'll have a much better time than the people that are actually living in the Maldives. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thanks for ruining my honeymoon. You're welcome. Make sure you tip your waiter there. <laughs> <laughs> These square starfish are adorable. I bet they're all uh, 
to have depression. <laughs> All right. Great. Cool. All right, guys. Well, Shane, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on this uh, on this lovely podcast of, of ours. Um, and if you guys want to subscribe to the Smoshcast, you could do it on any of your favorite podcast platforms, or you can subscribe on YouTube. But guess what? You can't hear us say fuck or shit or turd. God, you're not going to get any of those yeah. things. Demonetized. Um, so I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. say those anyways. Yeah. Turd. Um, and, don't um, say that. Yeah, be sure to subscribe, and uh, we love you so much. 